We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG TV only on Twitch. Every Monday at 1 p.m. and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be going live and direct with guests. I have live looping, improvised music stuff and games prizes and more go to twitch.tv slash we speak english good and tune in also go to modedstudios.com m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com check out the latest and greatest from this fully embroidered patches and apparel online store actually the latest one is my favorite which is a maga hat with blm spray painted graffitied over it you gotta go check it out it's amazing i put it up on my facebook these hats are selling like hot cakes go check it out for yourself modedstudios.com now on with the show To control someone I can't stand up to you Can't move on from you The spell you got me in Is a case of voodoo I need you to listen It's not just my heart that is frozen I need you to listen I you listen for a minute I can't keep communicating Oh, 
Tandika Marie with Foolish, her latest single, which is available now anywhere you stream your music. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is R&B songstress Tandika Marie. Tandika is out of Los Angeles, California, and she has a mutual friend. I met her through our mutual friend, I should say, Garrett Jones, who's been on the show a couple times, who also uh, produces music for Tandika and does management for Tandika. So that's how we sort of met up. I had a lovely conversation with Tandika. She is a very, very intelligent young lady who, uh, who who's, who is very spunky, and I, I just have the utmost respect for her. Uh, uh, I love to hear the youth with, uh, with 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 a mind. You know, I mean, it's like it, it's such a waste when you meet someone young and they're just like, I don't care. I'm just doing whatever I want. Blah blah blah. That was me, by the way. I'm I'm not, I'm not shitting on it. It's just it's such a waste. It's so great to talk to a a a, a, a life driven youth, someone who 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 has a idea of what they want and they're going for it and. And that's 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 Tandiga. So uh, that's coming up here in just a minute. But first, go check out Rain Mystique's new song called Stew. It is available now. You can find it on Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you get your music. You can also go to rainamystique.com and find it there. R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. You can also find Raina on Twitch three days a week. <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays at uh, at 8 a.m. or sorry 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and uh, on Saturdays she's doing it in the morning now so it's around 9 a.m. whenever she wakes up <laughs> um, yeah so go check out Random Mystique and twitch.tv slash Random Mystique also go check out our Twitch channel I just threw up the the uh, the channel trailer, which took me half a day to do. It should have took me a lot less, but it didn't. So go check out the Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv slash we speak. We do that. It's twitch.tv slash we speak English. Good. Um, yeah. So I got a lot going on on the Twitch channel this week. So today is Wednesday. Uh, December, what is it, December 2nd, so December 3rd, December 4th, December 5th, December 6th, and December 7th, I have all live streams uh, for the podcast, so I highly suggest you coming through and signing up for a Twitch account and joining in the fun, Thursday we got Eli and the Enigma, a jam band uh, out of the region here, uh, th that was a listener suggestion. Uh, and then also we have on Friday music streamer Big Chili Chill is on the show. I'm happy to have him on. Um, he is he is a live looper, and he also uh, he, he's based out of Korea. But we're gonna be talking to him while he's in quarantine in Florida. And then Saturday we have a legend, a drumming legend. He's worked with Matt King Cole. He's worked with uh, uh, Crazy Town. You remember Crazy Town? Uh, what was it? Be my butterfly, sugar baby. Come my baby, come come my baby. You remember that, right? That one time that. Well, 
he's uh, he also has an illustrious career, and uh, it's not just Crazy Town. He's done a lot of amazing stuff. Uh, James Bradley Jr. will be on the show on on the live stream, and then also on the podcast feed. Uh, and then on Sunday we have Controversy for Breakfast, which is a hell raisin, hell billy, country bluegrass band. Uh, excited to talk to those guys. They are a local band from the region. Another listener suggestion uh, suggested uh, a, a podcast there. And then on Monday, I don't even know who's on Monday. I don't even know. That's how fucking. That's how crazy things are going right now. Monday is something. So we're just getting through this week, all right? I, I didn't plan on having this many podcasts stacked up in this. Ugh. Anyways, uh, streaming and podcasting are, are definitely different things. So streaming takes a lot more effort, and that's okay. I've been enjoying it a lot. It's just, whoo, here we go. So anyways, tune in twitch.tv slash we speak English good. This Friday for the podcast feed, we have Kat McDowell, who is well, an amazing beach pop songstress. She uh, she's from uh, New Zealand, and uh, she's half Japanese, half New Zealander, which I think they were calling it something. In any case, she's been signed to a huge label before and let go, and now she's on Twitch actually, and she is uh, she's doing her independent artist thing, and I love talking to her. She's a very very nice young lady. And um, that is what's coming out on Friday. So be on the lookout. We are we're going so international, folks. So international. Okay, what else we got? So like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Uh, uh, leave a uh, what is it? Like, subscribe, subscribe on Apple iTunes. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can subscribe on YouTube, which has our world famous. And exclusive uh, tutorials, music tutorials, and also all the video of the podcast that you're hearing. In fact, you can go listen to or watch the podcast. This podcast, you can watch the interview right now by going into the show notes and clicking around there. Uh, that is, I think that's everything, right? Oh, no, no, no. Like, subscribe, review. Now leave a review for us. It helps us be found in the podcast. We speak English good. It helps us to be found in the podcast algorithm thingy. It's just findability. And and we'll read them on there. You can write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. And I think that's everything. Okay. So, again, Friday we got Cat McDowell. Long list of shit we got going on this week for the the live stream so wow it's just stay tuned everybody I, i'll have everything up on the socials jump in the discord all the things will be there so okay here we go <laughs> all right everybody put your hands together for the talented and lovely tandika marie We have a mutual friend by the name of Garrett Jones, who is a yes. incredible musician, and um, he has sent me some fantastic talent to talk to, and um, you included. And I'm just curious, how did you link up with Garrett? And uh, because I, I, he's from Detroit, he's a Detroit player, and you're out there, and so I'm just, are you from Detroit too? How did you meet up with Garrett? 
No, I'm actually from Riverside. Um, but what happened was I met Garrett because my, so it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a downer, but it's also like not a downer. Um, so what happened was my grandpa passed away and my dad is from Michigan, Detroit and, or Detroit, Michigan. And so, um, my dad was like, T, can you please, please, please sing for grandpa's funeral? And I was like, of course. So I went out there and I sang. And when I sang the pianist who was playing, he was like, oh my God, you are like so dope. Can I please get your information? So I said, sure. So then I came back home and um, he was like, okay, so... He asked, he was like, okay, so are you trying to do music full time? What are you up to? And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to do music. And he was like, okay, well, I have a friend I want you to meet. And then he sent me to Garrett. So right. that's how we got into contact. I got you. I got you. So he he knew Garrett and 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 just just through these networks of your family being from Michigan and stuff. I love that. I love how like people can work together from across the world now. That's just amazing. I mean, we we're briefly yeah. talking about how, you know, your day was your days are filled with Zoom now. Are, are you uh, right. <laughs> so now like we are sort of forced to have to talk to everybody across the world, across the country like this. Uh, right. How how uh, how closely were you guys working together and what were what were you guys working on together? Well, Get, with Garrett's Garrett. actually. And, and I should actually explain, because people probably don't know who Garrett is. Garrett Jones is a okay. producer and guitarist out of Detroit, Michigan, who, uh, who's a friend of the show. And he's also, um, he's been on the show several times. Him and his lovely wife, Shay, and a couple yes. other acts. Jax came through, or I, I think I keep calling them, is it Jax or is it? I, keep, I think I got it mixed up. Anyways, he has a great crew of musicians and stuff. So what we're talking about, Garrett, just so you guys know, he's a Detroit, Michigan um, guitarist who is just an incredible producer and, and just great. So I, I'm so sorry. Please go ahead and finish what you were saying. Um, so, yeah, Garrett actually has come to L.A. multiple times. And um, when we first met through Instagram, he was like, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. Is there a way that you and I can link up? And I was like, of course. So he came out to L.A., stayed for a, co- stayed for a couple of days. And then that's how we met up. And that's how we met in person. So mm. ever since, his management group has been managing me. And it's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like In which ways? Um, well, it's pretty cool because even though Garrett's from Michigan, he has an L.A. operations manager out in um, Los Angeles. Oh. So I work closely with the L.A.'s operation manager named Sam. So Sam's actually like my personal manager. In fact, I'm going to see him today. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah, we're, we're it's actually better because he's way closer. So I'm always working with them and they're just getting content out there, you know, getting videos, getting music prepared, you know, and I don't have to do it myself. So it's really cool. Yeah, totally. I, I like the idea of management, but I've had several managers over the years in, in, in different projects that I've been in. And a lot of times um, they, they like to talk a lot, but they, but there's a lot, very little results that we would see. And if they did get results, it's like maybe one or two things. Like maybe they got us a cool a spot on like a, a big show, you know, like that, right. you know, maybe they did one or two cool things and then everything else was just like, oh, I don't know. 
Um, a, 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 a thing that I notice about people is like they like to go around saying, I'm a manager. And you hear this yes. from people who don't necessarily have any talent. <laughs> you have people who go around saying that I'm an agent or I am a, I'm a talent buyer or I am, you know, I am this. And it's most of the time is because they lack any real talent and they just want to be a part of something and have their stank on, on creativity. Uh, and, and it can lead in some really, uh, really shitty situations, you know, and, and, I agree. Uh, and people getting taken advantage of. Um, <clears throat> I, it's good. It's good to hear that 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 Garrett is, is, is treating you right. I, I was just curious on what because he's been on the show and sort of provided what he does, what his his management services provide. But can you tell us I'm in a suit, a.k.a. I'm in a suit. OK, thank you. <laughs> um Nice. You're in a suit, Cathasaurus? What Are you in a suit just to watch the show? Or are you in a suit because you got to go to... Uh, oh, aka I'm in a suit. Yes. I'm sorry, Cathasaurus. I totally didn't get your joke at all. <laughs> I get it now. I get it now. AKA, I'm in a suit. So listen to me. I have authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people want to act like they have a lot to offer in reality. They're just looking to what they can get from you. And um, so I'm just curious on what you what what his company has provided you so far that that you're happy and so satisfied with. Um, I would say one thing that I've been like liking is they've been doing a cool thing called Q sessions. Mm. Um, so I actually think I have a Q session dropping either this Friday or next Friday. I'm sure. Um, and it just gives an, the artist the opportunity to perform their like their debut single you know something mm. like that live um so that's something that i really really like another thing too is they come through with the musicians mm. like garrett already is a dope musician he's worked with brent fires and he just has been like you know he has his hand in everything and he has musicians who are equally on that caliber so He's always linking me with other musicians, other artists. And so I really, really love that because it kind of gives you a sense of community. Um, just because Los Angeles can kind of be like, like shady. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. To, to put it, that's like a very nice way of saying it. Like, and that's not even a nice way of saying anything. <laughs> it's like, you know, like. Not in a mean way, but like LA can look like everybody's like, oh, I want to move to LA. But you have to keep in mind that everybody who moves to LA is trying to get something from LA. Mm -hmm. So everyone is low key in a way, super shady and trying to be like trying to get on top. Mm -hmm. So when you meet other dope artists on a regular basis, they're usually like, mm, don't talk to me, you know. Mm -hmm. But when you meet somebody like that, like all the artists that Garrett's been bringing to me that are all in LA. They've all been so friendly, like, oh my God, you're so dope. And I'm like, no, but you're dope. And then it's just like really great, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get that. I get what you're saying, that there's this sort of protective boundary that gets put up because you are, like like we were kind of touching on, especially in LA, is just full of just snakes. But um, not that I've ever lived there for any extended period of time. I lived in San Diego for a while, but I worked in LA quite a not quite a bit, but enough to get a vibe, you know? And, um, yeah, it, it's just, you know, people are looking to get something out of you. And, and, and if you have any kind of real talent, you got any kind of real attention on you, 
people are going to come and try to try to get some of that attention, trying to get some of that, try to get they have their cups out, but they ain't chipped yeah. in, you know? And so <laughs> and uh, I, I actually I just I just saw a meme that said Snoop Dogg has an IQ of like 147. I don't know if that's true, but I believe it. I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. Uh, but uh, sorry, I, just, I didn't mean to go off on the Snoop Dogg thing. But I, I, it was just a random thought. It, I, I, it's, it's funny to think that like Snoop Dogg is a genius, not because uh, only because of the way he like for shizzle, you know, like he's just doing always, you know, like he doesn't talk proper English. He doesn't do, you know, what I mean, but but it, it's it's it, it like. But I could see a genius in there because why not? Why not just be who you want to be and just be like really right. smart? You don't have to be some stuffy asshole to be really intelligent. Right. You can be laid back. And not to mention, if you think about it, though, he's also a leader in certain ways. Exactly. You know, he's actually, you know, his his fans. He, there's so many things that he has done to add to the rapping community type deal, the hip hop ordeal. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people don't see it because they're like, oh, like they wear baggy pants, they do boop de boop. But if you think about it, they're actually leaders. If you don't, you know, if you realize certain things, you're actually realizing they lead a group of people to actually follow their diction, their music, mm -hmm. their, you know what I mean? And Absolutely. to do that, you have to be pretty, you know, smart and innovative, I guess. Right. Well, and especially come from where he comes from. I mean, for someone to come from, you know, absolute bottom to the absolute top to maintain that. I mean, because you got to think right. about it, like, you know, not anybody can just get a number one hit. Like, that's not, no. not just anybody can do that. But then yeah. to be able to get like a number one hit and then get another number one hit and then and then to stay relevant because it, 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 to stay relevant for the what, like the last 20 years or something, he's just been, you know, like everybody knows who Snoop Dogg is. Everybody does. Right. Everybody knows who Snoop Dogg is. Everybody knows who fucking Michael Jackson is. You know what I mean? Everybody knows who Purple Rain is. Prince. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so like. He is he is that and um, yeah you're absolutely right he is a leader and 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 for people to see that uh, he can come from Long Beach a rough part of Long Beach and and end up in the best part of Beverly Hills you know what I mean like that that's an important thing for people to see uh, especially for young black and brown people I mean it's been years since you, when you look on TV. Um, it's you're not seeing young black and brown people are not seeing themselves in in their heroes right, right? until recently right. Uh, very recently so i mean yeah but it's a, it is I, an I also important would like aspect. to add to Please, that though because I, I also think like i do i am happy that we have you know people such as snoop Dogg. that's great um but i i do like what you're saying as far as we want as a as the black community we want to see that we're actually moving up in life. And with that, alongside that goes, I don't want to just, the only version of a black hero I see is a rapper right. who's making, who's cursing and calling hoes and doing all these things. That, because that doesn't depict black people as a whole. Yes, we're extremely talented. Yes, we have all the abilities to do all these dance moves and great things, but there's also a huge intellectual side of us. You know, if you 
if you even go down into Malcolm X and you actually read what he's doing, more than what America has promoted Malcolm X to be in particular, people kind of just are going, oh, he's violent. He was. But if you actually read some of the stuff that this man was saying and that he was doing, Martin Luther King, you know, um, W.E.B. Du Bois, there's so many intellectual black individuals. And I think people in America have diminished who we are as a people down to we they've just condensed it down to all we are is shaking our booties uh rapping a good song and singing and entertaining dance 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 for us but no that's not who we are as a people we have our own culture we have you know what i mean we we need a voice and we need a platform and it really is unfortunate the way america has stolen these people from one of the largest continents in the, the largest continent Africa is one of the largest with the most, you know, so it's like they stole these people from their country, brought them here and then literally exploited everything that they had, everything that they were, they exploited. So I do want, I always tell people this, even as an artist myself, I always try to promote, yes, I'm a singer. Yes, I can dance. Yes, I can do those things, but also know I can also speak. I also am extremely articulate. No, I'm not speaking white. I'm just speaking proper, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's not just white. So I like Snoop Dogg and I like the Tupacs and I like the Scissors and the Meg the Stallions. I love them, but that is not who black people should just be condensed it down into you know what i mean and i don't want that to just be oh that's my hero just someone who can dance and dance for the people i want my heroes to be people who can actually speak like a kamala harris you know what i'm saying so i do always like to integrate music and politics it doesn't make sense but you know (laughs) well it makes sense on the fact that music has helped perpetuate um, um, breaking barriers that 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 have been put up over the past. I mean, music is has led the way in, in counterculture and in 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 and working against segregation. Working. I mean, like look at right. these these even these old like jazz bands, these swing bands would when they would have like Lionel Hampton on the vibes, you know, with a bunch of white people playing black music, and they have this one dude, you know. That was controversial, but it was right. musicians who were pushing that forward. And, right. you know, so like I do think that music and politics do go together um, because we do inform the culture. We do inform artists, inform the culture. We reflect the culture. We we embody the culture. We we are a part of it and we are it. You know what I mean? And, and right. so I, I do feel that it's important for artists to speak out because it's just been the tradition, like an American tradition to protest through music, to to say how right. you feel through music, to 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 show how people to show white America like how it is in 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 these neighborhoods through music. You know, what I mean, how what what right. living in these neighborhoods is like, you know, and so right. so it's it's been this informational way of, of communication uh, that's pushed boundaries broken boundaries through the years so yeah i i absolutely agree i think you should definitely speak how you feel and and and, and i feel you about the snoop dong thing because even <clears throat> even as i sit here and i'm thinking i'm like the way i even approached the the topic of snoop dog possibly having 147 iq is like i didn't even you know i didn't see that from him and it's not because he's a rapper or, or, or he's black. It's because of the way he carries himself. But that can come across as like, 
I didn't expect him. I mean, he's it, it, it falls on my ears as like he's pretty smart for a black dude. You know what I mean? Like one of those types of things. Um, but it, that's not how I meant it. And that's not, I hope it didn't come across like that. It, it was just because no, no, no. he carries himself. You know what I'm saying? He carries himself in yes. a non, you know, like super intellectual way, but he always has blunts and a chalice and he say it for shizzle. Right. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't carry himself in like, I'm an intellectual, but you're absolutely right. There's, there's, there's lots of, uh, of super smart black people out there. Super smart Mexican people, super smart, you know, like people who, who who are successful and and who are doing amazing things with their art or right. just with their minds. Um, right. Who are you? I mean, since we're already here, where where do you? How? What is the temperature or the environment on how? Because you're younger. You're much younger than me. I can see this. <laughs> it's very clear to me. How old do I look? How old do I look? I swear to God, when I first when I first saw you come on, I thought you were like seventeen. <laughs> no, I'm twenty two. Swear to God, I was, I'm but you know I was what? like, God, oh my God, th- that that's true. But I'm just saying, like, I I you know, I just I saw you. I was like, oh my God, she's like, I hope she's eighteen. <laughs> Which it wouldn't have mattered. No. I would have talked to you whether you're eighteen or not. Because uh, right. the youth does need a voice, and and I I appreciate that, but you know what what from where you're standing and from your circle of of friends and the people you talk to, how important is voting, like just voting on a national level on on uh, on a on a localized level because obviously everyone's saying it's the most important thing you know most important uh, election of our lives you know and that's what they say every time but this year seems to hold a little weight considering you know everything uh i'm really curious on this because i've been talking to like i've been talking to uh, i talked to a a black community leader uh monday or last monday um you know this same question and he's like he was telling me about how him and his colleagues, you know, they're very involved in voting. They're very involved in that. But then I was like, well, I, I'm actually talking about the people you work with, the the the, the people that you're helping, because he works with uh, black young men, or, or mm-hmm. and it, you know, uh, trying to uh, provide. Uh, it's basically like a big brother type program where he's trying to help. They show up to court, and make sure that you know, if make sure if they don't have any family that they have support because that makes a difference in, in a judge's eyes. If there's people there to support you, you know, you're not just this outlier who's out there causing trouble or whatever. So they do a lot of great things. And I was asking him, you know, how important is is voting and how important is you know the the actual uh, you know how important to the people that you're helping is voting on a local and, and, and on a national level. And it was a very sad statement he said, but I'm just curious on your behalf, since you are young and, and I'm just, I'm just of the young people. Um, you know, I see a lot of young people in the streets, but I don't know if that actually translates into votes. So I'm just curious on your perspective from it as a, as a young woman. I would definitely say voting is important um not just voting is not just important just because of this election Mm -hmm. you know um what frustrates me about what's going on to date is everyone is like 
vote, vote, vote. This is so important. Oh, my God, you need to vote because, you know, don't reelect Donald Trump or we got to, um, you know, elect Biden. Okay, here's the thing. You should always be voting. You should always be a part of your country. We are all Americans. We want to fight. We want to talk about how proud we are to be Americans. But then <clears throat> us as a democracy, you don't see the people being active in trying to make changes until they get hit hard, like taxes start hitting them, health care is an issue. Then people want to sit there and, and complain all day long, but not actually take part in knowing who your mayor is. You know, you need to know who your mayor is. You need to know who the chief officer is of your city. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You need to know these things. And when you know these things more about your city, then you can start learning it more about your country. You know, so voting yeah. is always important. Every election. It's not <clears throat> just this election. Um, but this election in particular, it is kind of a tough one because so... When I took a political science class, my teacher, he was a lawyer and he was explaining to me how everyone is both. Everyone is half conservative, kind of, and a little bit democratic. You know, mm -hmm. they're kind of Republican, kind of democratic. There's some things here, some things there. Um, so I would say when people are voting, just make sure you're not voting just because the mass society is telling you to vote for a particular person. I would say actually Take the time to read. Read what this person's policies are. Read what this person's going to do. Read what this other person is going to do. And then literally see if the good outweighs the bad or the bad outweighs the good. And that's the way you vote. Because there's a lot of things going on. It's a lot, it's a very extremely stressful time for everybody, but you do need to know exactly where you stand and you need to be confident in any decision that you make. So yes, voting is very important, but I do think people need to also be educated in that sense and not just be voting mindlessly because of what they see on Instagram. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, I'm, 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 I'm coming, coming to you because I've, I'm old as shit. I feel like I'm disconnected from the the youth, and so I'm just I'm really curious on like I because there is sort of this um, disconnection. I mean, you see a lot of people in the streets right now protesting and stuff, but I mean, how many of those people are actually going to go out and vote? And but but right. uh, but but on the other side of it is like how many of those people actually feel like their vote matters? And and and, and I'm talking about the youth in particular. Because there's right. this big disconnection or, or dis disenfranchise, dis I I just feel like there's this there's this there's this rejection, right? Because even though right. um, these politicians might try to say whatever people want them to want to hear, you know, I don't feel like people are taking it seriously. <laughs> I mean, in, in your circle of friends or in your in in your environment. Is is that sort of the outlook, sort of this disenfranchised look towards it, it towards the election cycle, towards yes. politics? And and how many of your friends do you feel like are just sort of like, I'm out, I'm not even going to vote because I don't care? I mean, how, how prevalent so is that? So many people. Is that prevalent in your life, in your circle of friends? Yeah. So many people. Oh, my God, yeah. Everyone that I talk to, they just get overwhelmed, and they're getting overwhelmed because of what they see in the media. But... I think what 
a lot that's why I tell a lot of people my age I say please just do your research when you vote here's the thing yes it, it matters about the electoral votes yes our vote is a very small per percentage but I will say one thing America at the end of the day is still a democracy so it's still about we the people you know it's still about the people because of the way America started so I think that if people educate themselves and actually take part in the voting system and they actually read policies, it actually gives you the inclination to actually want to figure out how can I add to my country? You know, it actually gives you a sense of love for your country when you're a part of it. It's like when you're in high school, you have a whole bunch of people in high school who are not involved and they're the ones that are like, I hate school. Oh, this is not. Work. But the people that are involved within sports, they're getting awards. That was me, by the way. Um, you know, <laughs> when you are involved, you actually love school and you cherish it because you actually see that your voice matters because you putting the time in, you know, no one in this world is going to give you anything because you're not owed anything. You know, you have to give and then you receive when you give. But if you're just trying to take, 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 you're not going to see any great results. So when people are like, I'm just overwhelmed, I'm not going to vote. Voting is more so about the personal aspect of you getting involved with your country. I'm sorry to say it, but don't say that you hate American and that you hate to be American and that you hate America and then be living here. You know, it's I know people are going to jump on my backs about it, but if you're American and you're claiming that you're an American, you need to be an American and you need to be a part of your country. And whether you're Democratic or you're Republican, you need to make sure that you are well versed in the knowledge of what's going on. You know, not just closing your eyes to things and reading a tweet on, on Twitter or reading something on Instagram and like, oh, that's the route I'm going to take. Mm. You know what I mean? So, of course, you get overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed when you're in fear and you're only in fear when you don't know, you know. Yeah. So when you give yourself the knowledge to know and you educate yourself, you're not really that fearful because you know how to go about things. So, yeah. Yeah, that that's beautiful. That was, I mean, I think that was well stated. Um, yeah, we 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 have this, um, and, you know, like I feel like America in particular, and I'm not trying to say like black or white, but there is that American entitlement that I feel like we have here, um, yeah. and, and the. <clears throat> And we do expect, you know, things to sort of just get done for us without any sort of real action. You know what I mean? And and I feel like that that comes from more than just, you know, a, I feel like that comes from like kind of part of it comes from like coddling children, you know, because right. kids are being coddled these days. And, and, but it's it's it, I don't know. There there's something about uh, just being an American in general where we just feel like we are number one just because we exist here. You know what I mean? Like, right. And I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, we're definitely not number one in education. We're definitely right. not number one in the economy. We're definitely not right. number one in COVID uh, reaction. You know, we're not number right. one in internet. Right. We have slow fucking internet. <laughs> so what? I don't know where this even. <laughs> You know, I, I I don't know where this is even coming from in a modern day when we see like how much 
I don't know. I, you know, it, it's just, it, I don't even really know how to put it. It's just like, how, where, you know, where do you go when, when, you know, when you think you're number one, but in reality, you know, it's sort of this pipe dream that you've been fed and right. not really the reality of the situation. Now, the reality of the situation as being an American is that I do feel like you do have a foot up on, on, you know, places where you can't drink clean water because there's right. just none. <laughs> There's no clean water right. today, folks. And guess what? That one dollar tablet that would that that only costs one dollar that that would make it this water potable for us. Well, we can't afford that one dollar, so right. we don't drink water now. So the fact right. that we can go to our faucets and turn on the water in most cities, excluding Flint, Michigan, uh, you can drink right. a right. clean glass of water, which which is amazing, which is incredible. So there is something to be proud of here, but I, I think that it's going too far. I think it's gone too far and we're in, in one way or another, and, and it's weird. Uh, I'm just I'm curious, you know, um, because you're talking about how you're like, you know, people need to be informed, people. I, I'm curious on, on this influx, on your opinion on this influx of black and brown voters for Trump and for, and, and, uh, and because there is this big, influx of people who are who are going over i'm mexican so i i grilled my friends about it, like my mexican friends and family i'm just like how could you do that he, you're a race trader but i've recently stopped doing that shit i recently stopped because i'm, I'm i don't want to put divides in, in in between me and my friends anymore I'm, I'm sick of that i'm sick of having to you know argue about this or that it's just i'd rather just be friends and have friendly discussions about like our differences and that's fine with me you know and if we don't agree that's fine but i'm, I'm sick of fucking calling people names and stuff but I, i'm just i'm just i'm just curious on what your how you what your opinion is and why you think there's such an influx in um and black and brown voters going towards someone who is, you know, generally viewed as a horribly racist asshole. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious on your right. thoughts. As a young black woman, I'm just curious on your thoughts. I would definitely say, like I said, everyone is, no one is a extreme, you know, no one is completely democratic and no one is completely Republican. Um, we do have to understand that Trump and um, Joe Biden they are puppets behind the larger scheme of things. So there is a chair, there's a cabinet that they have, and they have to, you know, a president can't just run rampant. A president is, it's called checks and balances. A president cannot just do whatever they want. They have to go through a slew of people um, to see, they have to look at bills and then they have to, you know, there's so many like, restrictions on each branch within the political system because of checks and balances. And that's because we know as humans, we are imperfect and we know that we deal with issues as such as power. Mm -hmm. So to keep that in mind, I would say, look, Trump in particular, my issue with Trump is I'm, I would say I'm mildly Republican regarding some viewpoints. I am mildly Republican. Like, I look at some stuff and I'm like, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I look at Democratic Party and some stuff, I'm like, I don't agree with that at all. I don't do, you know, I don't support that at all. Um, and it's just like stupid stuff, like as far as like taxes and stuff like that. Like, I have like little like, mm, I don't really agree with that, but I agree with that. I don't really agree with that, but I agree with that. 
So I would say with the puppets, Trump and Biden, you don't really have a great selection, first off. But where Trump loses me is <clears throat> it's not him in particular. It's not really him. Yeah, he's racist. He talks too much. He does too much. Yeah, I get it. But I, it doesn't really matter to me because he shows that he has no loyalty to really anyone. Mm -hmm. Trump shows I don't really care about anyone. I'm rich. I can say whatever I want. And there's nothing you can do because you're still going to give me money by purchasing some of my items. Right. Mm -hmm. My only issue with Trump is the people that he is uprooting and giving a voice to. If Trump relaxed himself and really said, I do not associate with racist who feel it's okay to go and kill people or <clears throat> police officers who feel who have a stigmatism and they feel like i'm whatever the case may be so i'm going to go and terrorize this select group of people keep in mind the ones who want to say well what were you doing in a cop car what were you doing in that neighborhood <clears throat> i was in that neighborhood because of the main reason i'm here slavery did happen only 157 years ago and Jim Crow laws only ended about 68 years ago and it lasted like 99 years, you know, so you can't to people who haven't really been given anything. I would say we're trying to make it and people need to give us the time to try to make it and stop trying to go. Well, why do you not have fathers? Why do you not? Well, let's go down the history. You know, slavery is as old as American history. So that's why we're not where we need to be. Okay. That's a fact. But I would say as far as Trump is concerned, his following, <clears throat> they're, out, they're out of this world. You cannot hate someone because of the color of their skin. You cannot hate someone because you want to feel a little bit better about yourself. You cannot harm someone and get away with harming someone just because, you know, you feel certain types of way towards people, you know. And that's my issue with voting for Trump is he represents a voice for these hostile, this hostile terrorist group of people. You know, not all Trump supporters are racist. They really aren't. Some, most Trump supporters who are not vocal and evil and stuff, they're like, I support Trump because he's helping with taxes. He's helping me not get taxed half my salary and stuff like that. I understand that. But I don't understand the ones who are just off the wall. You know, there's blind followers who are just really off the wall, giving, um, blaming Trump and saying, well, Trump is the reason we have a voice and we could be racist and harm you. You know, that's that's not OK. So it's not really Trump and the policies and the Republican Party that I have an issue with. It's just that small select group of people. They do need to be sat down. And if Trump sat them down, I wouldn't have that much of an issue with him, to be quite honest with you. You know, mm. <clears throat> Um. I was listening to this um, this guy on Twitch. He's he's a black um, streamer. He and he's a Trump supporter. And he was made a great point. Is like you know a lot of people vote with their pocketbook. You know if 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 you're voting and you have a wealth of money, and this candidate stands to maintain that wealth, it's like if he says, he's like I don't care if he screams the N word in the middle of Times Square. If he's going to protect my money, he's got my vote. And so, right. you know, it, so which is a compelling argument, right? Um, but uh, there's still, you know, I, I, the, the, the idea that you can sort of look past 
or accept. And, and I even heard one person tell me, I heard this, I talked to this black, young black woman a couple of weeks ago about, you know, her father was a Trump supporter. And, and I was like, oh, how can he look past this? And she's like, well, it's not really looking past. It's like he wears his, he wears his truth on his sleeve. And, you know, she, and he's like, and my father's the type of person who appreciates that out of someone. It's like, oh, I know you're a racist, but you're doing this, this, and this for me. Yeah, whatever. At least I know. At least you're not, you know, harboring these things quietly and, and plotting against me. At least I know where you stand. And, and you stand for what I, you have this that I don't agree with, but you have this that I, I agree with. And, and, and I, I, I see it. I see that argument as, it's like, well, whatever's protecting my pocketbook, and he's just, he's a racist asshole. At least I know where he stands, you know. So I, I would say it's mildly contradicting, though, please. to that viewpoint. In that in that viewpoint in particular, I would say it sounds a bit contradicting because if someone is upfrontingly disrespectful to you mm. just because they feel they're a little bit above you because of the color of their, your skin, um they're not doing anything to protect you. And um, he, they're really not. And it sucks because the Democratic Party, they're not really doing anything to protect us either. You know, right. African-American people that are not black and that are not a minority and that are not dealing with poverty need to understand one thing. No one, you're no one's safe. No one is safe. But that's why we have to come together, unify. We have to come back together as we as a people, you know, and America has kind of driven a wedge between us, you know, black versus white, Mexican versus Asian, you know, we got to be unified. So I, I do think that that point is a little bit contradicting with those people who believe that stuff, because I do think to them myself, like, if he's disrespecting you on the front, um, who's to say what he's doing on the back? Like, if you get arrested and killed... Just know there's no justice that's going to happen for you whatsoever. So, yeah, your money's going to be protected, but you're going to be dead. Right. You know, so it's yeah. like it is a bit contradicting, but I do get that no one is safe. So I understand whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? Helps you sleep at night. Candace Owens. <laughs> right. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Oh, uh, well, the, the other side, which you kind of touched on when you were like, you know, I, when I look at the Democrats and it's like, well, what have they really done? And and especially from the area that me and Garrett are from Detroit, I'm from I'm about 40 miles south of Detroit and Toledo, Ohio. Um, and this was a big automotive uh, region, the Midwest. And because of democratic policies, a lot of these sh jobs have been shipped down to Mexico and overseas. Right. Um, you know, like when the economic crisis 2008 came, that drove down mm -hmm. wages here. So you have people who were making, you know, 25, 40, 50 dollars an hour because they worked at a right. factory their entire fucking life who are now right. forced, uh, who lost their pensions and who are now forced to make 12 dollars an hour. Could you imagine right. going from from up here to all down here and your life? Your life is, is was was centered around up here, and now right. your life is ha, you have to figure out how to make that work down here. Well, you're gonna have a lot of you're gonna have a lot of sadness, a lot of people being sad about their lives, a lot of broken marriages, a lot of a lot of drug abuse, the 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 the, the heroin addiction, and and the, the human trafficking in the Midwest too. I mean, I mean, it, it really. 
fucked this area up in such a horrible way uh, it, for black, white, Mexican, Asian, everybody, everybody ate shit. And this is democratic policies over the last 30, 40 years. Right. So, yeah, I can also see how black people, brown people, you know, can just look around their environment. It's like, what the fuck has changed for voting for these Democrats? You know, like right. what, 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 what kind of, you know, what, what have I seen that's different? The only thing I see that's different is things gotten worse. Things have right. gotten worse. And the only things that are making things better in cities like Detroit stuff are the people who live there. The people who are taking right. it upon themselves, who are building these local economies. That, that, right. That's how these Toledo's the same way. These local economies sprung up. Now, right. now with this pandemic, now that local businesses are pretty much going under because they're forced to. You right. have this corporate, you have Amazon who's swooping in, making more money than ever. We're, once again, and, and this is our Democratic side, right? Like the, the Amazon and Wall Street, they're all for Kamala and they're all for Biden. And these are the people who are, in fact, helping decimate local economies. And not only are we talking about just shutting down businesses and people losing their dreams, but we're talking about yeah. these buildings that sit there and they're not collecting any property taxes at all. Right. So the city property taxes, income revenue goes down. It like it's right. seriously decimated all over again. And, and and you know this the 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 wage. They're going to push down wages again, I'm sure. You know, it just to sort of make up, ooh, we got to do what we got to do in a time of need. And But the right. shit never goes back. Nothing change, Nothing goes right. back the way it was. So I get it. I, I get this idea that that people are sort of fed up, you know, with these broken yeah. promises over years and years of policy. Especially policy that Joe Biden himself had a hand in creating. Like right. NAFTA. It, it's really tough. And it, I'm probably going to have to swallow my vomit on this one and go for Biden-Harris just because ugh, I can't, I, I, I won't. And the third party thing is, is not good for an Ohio voter because this is a huge right. swing state. So right. I think I'm going to have to swallow my vomit. <laughs> but what I will say, though, is, okay, look, but like I said, that's why I say people have to really get involved with the educating of the American system. Yeah. One quick fact is... Everything is at your literal fingertips in America. And that's what is so beautiful. We literally give you, there's literally everything you want to know about politics. And nothing is hidden. Everything is actually in the fine print. It's just that they know no one's reading the fine print. Mm. So here's the thing. Okay, you vote, you vote for Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Okay. But now you have to think, who... Who are, like, I'm going to vote for them, too. I'm voting Democratic. I'm voting blue as well. But here's the thing. Also, I started to think, like, I need to vote also for who my mayor is. Mm -hmm. I need to know who the mayor of my city is. Because here's the thing. America might not be that perfect. But cities and states have their own situation, their own legislature. Mm -hmm. You know, so you don't have to really just be like, well, man, we only have Trump and Biden. Actually... There's so many different like trickling downs. Who are you voting for as your U.S. representative? You know, who's going to support and who's going to add to your community in particular? People want to feel all of these. They want to feel so many benefits from um, Joe Biden and Trump. And I'm like, 
they're so high on the totem pole. If you go down and you start voting for who your mayor is and looking at the policies that your mayors are putting in place for your city, knowing who the head officer is, knowing uh, who your U.S. representative is, doing those things, you're actually seeing more change in your city, in your town, and it's going to make life a little bit more easier for you. So, yeah, you can't control the grand scheme of things. Your vote may not matter as much as far as who um, the president is, but your vote does matter 100 percent to who your um, mayors are and everything like that. So when people are saying vote, 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 I want to stress so much if you want to direct change you want direct, you know, you want to notice direct effects, vote for your mayors, vote for your U.S. representatives, know everything about your city, the ins and the outs. And that's actually, the, those are the direct changes that you're going to feel, you know? So people are not really realizing that they're like, because you notice every state has different laws. You know, every state has different, um, there's different laws. Some places don't have marijuana, some places do, you know, states are different. So I'm like, if you guys want to feel the direct effects, why don't you vote for the things that really do matter that you do have a direct line in voting for, you know? So you vote for people who are within your state and stuff. That's a direct change right there. Your yeah. president, I know it sucks, but you have a U.S. representative for that, you know, who can yeah. go and fight for you guys. Yeah. So make sure you pick a, a good one. So when you vote, vote all around. Don't just vote. Oh, I'm voting for Biden. Oh, I'm just voting for Trump. You know. Vote all around. Go to each ballot office. Know when these ballots are going on because these ballots go on year round and people don't even realize it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's the way to really be in control. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, local government is is is, is I, I feel I mean, it, to, it, it, yeah, if you want to feel the direct change of your vote, then go local. I mean, obviously, president is important, but. But what's more important than what's affecting you directly? What's affecting you? What's affecting your children at school? What's affecting your garbage collection? You know, like everything. What what what's affecting you, like directly, is all in your local voting. Um, so there's this idea, you know, like this. How are we talking about how there's conservative, um, black and brown people, and and who who are sort of. What I've been noticing when I've been talking to both sides of it, because I've been really trying to talk to, I, I, you know, I, I really, hey, what's up, Chris? Thanks for coming by. Um, I've been really trying to talk to, uh, to, to di all shades. You know, I want to talk and see where people are, are standing. And what I'm seeing is these two different arguments, and I might be getting it wrong because I'm paraphrasing a collective of, of arguments from just my own personal, you know, uh, research through this show um, but what i'm seeing is that you have this conservative side of black and brown views of where you have they're making this argument where um about 12 percent of america's uh population is black people and so when people look at the crime rates of black people it's because there's a smaller demographic and so of course they're going to be higher numbers uh, but when you look at the numbers comparatively to black and white that they seem to be the same rates. So um, one side of the argument is we're over-policing these neighborhoods. We're, we're over-policing it, and, and, and there's racist connotations to it. And then there's other side of it is, is that black people need to, um, you know, start acting right, 
pull themselves up by the bootstraps, the whole thing. And this is coming from black conservative intellectuals. That's paraphrasing, obviously. Uh, but but that there's sort of these two arguments is like, well, maybe we're over policing. That's the problem. And, you know, they're in poor neighborhoods. And and this is why they're always why black and brown people are going to jail in higher numbers. And then on the other side is, well, black and brown people just need to get their shit together. So I, I'm just curious yeah. on your thoughts on those two sides of the argument and sort of where you would stand on that. So first off, <clears throat> you know. People need to understand one thing, and this is a fact. Um, systematic racism does does exist. Um, it's not that these places are just being... Um, it's not that the... Oops. We're back. Can you hear me? It looks like something ended up happening. But yeah, it's not that they're just being um, over-policed. Over-policing is just... Well, that's part of the of part of the that's part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just part of the aspect. I think over policing is just one part, but I think the part as a whole is our community, our culture. We are being oppressed. You know, it's not just we're not just being oppressed just because we're being over policed. You know, we could be we could all be walking straight in a line and going hut hut hut, and not doing anything, and it's not even just the, and not even getting arrested. But the lack of connection and the lack of um, the just the lack of like accessibility that we have towards business, small business loans, you know, like certain little things that I've noticed, you know, small business loans after the people of color really don't have that much access. And so for the people who are saying, pull yourselves up by the bootstraps, as cute as that sounds, let's all remember that. We weren't even considered human at a point. So what makes you think all of a sudden everyone's just changing and going, oh, yep, now they're human? No, the political system still looks at African-American as barbaric and savages and still doesn't look at us as human. They still think that we need handouts. That's how they're treating us. They never gave us a chance to actually be intellectual and actually grow everything that an african-american person does they have to fight extra hard for you know i work for wells fargo and i have to fight extra hard just to get a little bit of things a little bit of anything and i noticed when i do get promoted when i do get these things it's just for their numbers of see we have a minority and promote you know we have a see we have someone who's you know of color but they're not even looking at the fact that i'm actually doing my work i'm actually hitting my numbers but they're mostly looking at see we have a minority who's actually part of our numbers we're not racist you know what i'm saying so that's what i think a lot of people need to have empathy toward now just because that is what you know has happened to us i do also agree with though oppression is a choice you know, if you see, if you can identify the problem, yes, we do have to work a little bit of heart, a little bit harder to make it, then work a little bit harder to make it, you know, because you do have to ask yourself, do you want to provide a children? Do you want to provide a life for your generation to constantly be thinking, oh, I'm oppressed? You know, how are we going to have change as a people, as a people, as a culture, African-Americans need to understand, let's not just sit in we're being oppressed. 
Let's actually, if we have to work way harder, let's work way harder. It shouldn't just be, we have one African-American person who's in power. Yay, let's all just let them do all the work. And then when they can't do everything, we are like, well, they're not doing da da da. It's like, well, what are you doing to help? Hmm. You know, it's like, we're better unified than we are divided. So I definitely think that the African-American community needs more unity. And now that we can all identify the problem with, yes, we are oppressed. We have been oppressed and we are being oppressed. Now that we can identify that, we can actually do something about it. So let's collectively be unified to work hard and to make something better of ourselves. You know, and that's what I try to stress is you can't just lean on the crutch of, oh, well, you know, whoop-de-whoop. You know what I mean? So that that's all I really got to say towards both views. I understand both of them, but I will say first have empathy. Have empathy. Acknowledge. Validate. Acknowledge you were treated wrong. You are being treated wrong. And I and I validate that. That's not some you're not crazy. And then now we can move forward to actual change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and the you know, and I agree with you that that racism and oppression is systematic in in regards to if you look at the war on drugs, redlining, you know, just tons of thing. It, it, the prison system as it is now is modern day slavery. I mean, it's right. There are things that are put in place, and I guess there's an argument to say that, you know, that those weren't put in place with racist intent, but whether there was racist intent behind it or not, what the results are, are here, the the numbers are in. So whether these things are created in, from a racist place, I mean... It, it, at this point, it doesn't matter because we're at we're here now. We we see what right. went wrong. We see it. We have to acknowledge it. And and I feel I right. feel you're right. I feel like we do need to acknowledge it. And and oh oh, thank you so much, Saucy. I appreciate you gifting a sub to heaven. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, that's always nice. Where I'm like, we'll, we'll be talking about real heavy stuff, and they'll be like. Oh, thank you, Saucy Chicken Nugget, Nugget, for that subscription to he- for Heaven Majesta. Right. <laughs> the, that's the fun part about Twitch is that you also get to be like talk about real shit and then be like, thank you, Fluffy Plums, for those biddies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a fun way to break up serious shit. Uh, but yeah, the 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 idea that 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 racism is embedded in this in this system. Um, and whether it was intentional or not, you know, I I think it is sort of a moot point at this at this point. I mean, not to say that people's plight is not, you know, that that is real and it should be addressed. But but we're at this point now where it's not like because it's not like most Americans have this mindset that black people are evil and we are better than them. Right. You know, most white people in America are not sitting there being like. Those blacks, you know, you know, it, it's not that. And, and when it is, it's a small group of assholes who find each other because of Trump or the Internet or the Internet for Trump, you know, whatever it is. You know, so so it, I don't think there's legions of racist people, but I do think that we have our biases. Right. Like we do have. Yeah. We do have our biases that I don't think we're like, I hate black people, but that black dude is big and I better clutch my purse because I don't know what, you know, like in this, you know, what I'm right. <laughs> you and know that's what? still 
a form of racism. Of course, you know, of that's course still, it is. Yeah. But it's not. But but to say that people are out in the streets, you know, like trying to uh, eliminate the black race, I I don't think that's the case. But I do oh, think no. that we have our biases, black, white. Mexican, like right. I have a Mexican family, racist as fuck. Okay, right. <laughs> the racist as shit. Uh, but right. but I like, but you know, it, it's just it, it's weird. It's weird how even black and brown people can hate each other in weird ways. You know, so it's just it, it's a it's a weird it's a weird. And it situation. just shows too. If you're yeah. racist, you're you know, and I don't mean I don't mean this in a harsh way, but. Mm. It's complete ignorance because ignorant just means not to know. Mm. Um, but when you are making a choice not to know, that's a bit problematic. Mm. And when you want to only see certain sides of things, that's also extremely problematic. Yeah. And if you're not highlighting, there's two sides to every single story. There's not just one side. And if you are choosing to see only one side and that side makes you look a little bit better that's problematic mm. and a lot of people who choose to be racist the reason i do look at them and i say okay you're at this point ignorant and even if you, it's an undertone of well um you know bl all black girls are ratchet or that all black men still even if it's a little something like that just know anyone who's having that thought process it kind of makes them feel a little bit better. They may not feel it on the front. Like, I feel so good saying this, but in the back end, in their subconsciousness, it's a little bit, it's pushing them a little bit forward. So they're in their head thinking, well, look, being Mexican in America is hard, but at least I'm not black, you know? And it's like, you know, it's just like, okay, there we go. It's just like we were talking about L.A. and musicians, and I was saying how everyone's stepping on each other's necks, you know. Well, she's good, but at least I'm, you know, it's like every, it's the snaky type vibe. And mm. when you do a snaky type vibe, it's a black hole, and no one's actually going to make it to the top at all in the sliders. Just know that, yeah. you know, so it's yeah. unfortunate. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um there's this there's these ideas that you know like on um this uh, what do you call the study of of cultures like throughout history um it's not sociology but it's like sociology for it's, it starts with an a mm -hmm. whatever uh anyways archaeology i think uh, no not oh, anthropology anthropology thank you okay <laughs> Mm -hmm. Now that I had to think of what I was going to say, I forgot what my initial point was. So I guess <laughs> I, I guess I should stop smoking so much weed. I guess that's the answer here. Um, oh, okay, no problem. Um, okay, so tell me, I know we were kind of talking beforehand um, uh, about, you know, you don't really have any uh, real music coming up. Uh, I was just... Cause, uh, cause your latest single. When did I'm sorry? Let's back up here. When did Foolish actually come out? Cause that's your latest single, correct? Yes, Foolish came out on the 18th. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a single about a guy. <laughs> Best way to sum it up. <laughs> but, but, um, what, what? Now, was this your? Were you working with Garrett on this song? So actually, when I released Foolish, um. Yeah, when I released Foolish September 18th, I was independent. Oh, okay. And I didn't, yeah, and I didn't have, um, 
I didn't have a, um, a managing group or anything like that. But as I've been working with Quality Kings, I do have um, music that is coming. I do have like my Quality Kings session is still coming out. Mm. I think it's this Friday and next Friday. And then we're working on a project for me as an independent, um, well, not as an independent artist, as an artist under Quality Kings. Right on. So, so foolish is so foolish was before then before you got linked up with um, with Garrett. Now, are you are you planning on collaborating with Quality Kings as well, or are you just looking for management from them? Um, I'm actually going to collaborate with them. Actually, we have a little project where all the Quality Kings artists are going to do a song and oh, so on and so forth. Yeah, so <clears throat> we're all kind of helping each other out. You know, we're all yeah. kind of on each other's single. You're here, you're there. If they need a singer, I'm here. If they need a rapper, I'm here. You know, they're there, you know. Sweet. So it's pretty, or you need a musician, you know, something like that. So we kind of collaborate, like, within, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So Foolish is out now. I suggest everyone go out and listen. We can't listen to it on this stream right now because of tos things but it will be on the audio release i'll make sure i put foolish on the audio release of the podcast um do you have uh do you have do you have time for a quick five minute game yeah of course sweet okay you guys know what time it is it is time to guess on how much it cost on craigslist let me get let's get set up here and then we'll be right back for the game all right, let me put some music on real quick so we're not just sitting here in silence. It won't take that long, everybody. Oh, my gosh. There we go. We're going. All right. We'll be right back. All right, I'm going to share the screen with you, and then we're going to get right back into it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I don't even have this set up yet. All right, give me one second. Okay. Um... There we go. Sweet. All right. Come on. There you go. <laughs> All right. Give me one second. Um, I just got to set up the screen, and I'll get you out of here on time. Hey. This has been so great. By the way, I can't hear you. <laughs> so if you are talking to me, I can't hear you. But I will be back shortly and we can discuss whatever you need to tell me if you are telling me anything. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, we are back for how much does it cost on Craigslist? Are you there, Tandika? here can you hear me i can i can i just want to make sure i didn't disconnect us um because i'm good at that okay so the name of the game is how much does it cost on craigslist brought to you by modedstudios.com and of course we're going to be playing for some patches here i have oh i got i got a, a black la black patch we got the we speak english good patch and we have where did we go Oh, I had the Round Earth Club. All right, we got the Round Earth Club. Uh, Round Earth Club, we like that ass the same way we like our planet. So here we go. We're playing for these three patches. Everybody, let's do it. 
All right, first item up for... Oh, I should probably explain the rules so you know what's going on. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're bidding on how much you think this item costs on Craigslist, and it's like the price is li right, but you can go over. So whoever is closest to the final uh, uh, final price is the winner. So here's our first item up for bid, and this might be our only item because um, we got to get moving here. So here we go, Aladdin lamps. It says lamps, plural, but I only see one. So they could just, it could be a lamp, but here we go. Aladdin solitaire lamp complete with shade and burner. All right, guys, you know what to do. Tandika, how much do you think this item costs on Craigslist? Like probably like $65. $65. All right, guys, drop <laughs> your bids in. Raina says $175. Hold on. I'm gonna give you guys. I'm gonna give you guys the music so you guys can play along. All right, here we go. We're gonna. We're doing the music. All right, drop your bids, guys. And how much do you think this Aladdin lamp costs on Craigslist? One million dollars. You think it's one million dollars, Chris? You two U.S. dollars. Thank you, Rafi. Adam Flair says $110. Chris Cox says a million dollars. All right. What's up, Rafi? Welcome to stream. Thank you for being here, buddy. All right. I'm going to give you to the end of the scat, man. All right. That's it. We're, we're, we're cutting it off. Uh, all right. So actual... Oh my God! Well, there it is, folks. No drum, no drums today. Just there it is. Twenty five hundred dollars. That's how much it costs. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. We have a psychopath, but uh, we didn't get to do the psychopath. We have we have a psychopath. Everybody, they uh, they 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 are trying to sell this one lamps plural for twenty five hundred dollars. These people are crazy. So who won? That's the real question. Raina, Raina. Was, Raina won. Raina, yeah. congratulations, Raina won. 65. Raina, Raina's our mod. So Raina, you could either, if you want, you could, you, she's my wife as well. Raina, um, do you want to keep the patch or do you, is this your first win? No way. Is this your first win? Oh my God. <laughs> She's been she's been a part of this show since the beginning. And this is the first time you won. Well, uh, honey, you pick a patch or you can pass it on to whoever you want in chat or I guess. All right, Tandiga, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate you coming on. And um, I'm going to stop the share here. And um, yes, I, I really do appreciate that. And uh, I'm, oh gosh, I always forget to like do stuff. I, <laughs> Cause I okay. Anyways, thank you so much. Uh, it was absolute joy to talk to you. Thank you for coming you. and and just you know dropping that knowledge. And and I'm excited to see what you come up with Garrett with Garrett's company because Garrett's such a talent. And um, yeah. And um, yes, thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time. And have a wonderful rest yeah. of your day. And uh, be safe. Thank you so much. I love you guys, and I'm definitely going to be following you guys. So I love all of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.
Thank you, Tandiga. I truly appreciate you coming on the show and being open and honest about how you feel about stuff and things. Uh, we get into the weeds on this show, and I always appreciate it when people come along with me. So thank you so much, Tandika. Go check out Tandika's latest single, Foolish, and uh, go support your girl. She, uh, I have all the, the socials and stuff in the show notes, so go and click around and show some support for Tandika Marie. Go follow Raina Mystique on Twitch.tv slash Mystique. She streams every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And uh, you're going to have a good time. I know I do. I mod on there. It's fun. We have fun. We have laughs. There are laughs. Also, the latest single, Stew, is out and available for Raina Mystique. So go check that out. That is the, the, the hottest new reggae jam on spotify go get some go get some uh you can also find random mystique at randomystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com go find us we speak english good on twitch twitch.tv slash we speak english good we have a busy schedule this week so i uh whew, uh we we're going hard we're going strong all day long so uh Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday we have on a stream. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean for it to turn into this, but this is what it is. So uh, this is how we're going. So Thursday we got Eli and the uh, Enigma, a regional jam band around here. And then Friday we got Big Chili Chill, music streamer. Saturday, we got James Bradley Jr., who is a legendary drummer who's drummed for Chuck Mangone. Um, he, he's uh, he's drummed for uh, Crazy Town, which is very funny. It's a very, the, the dichotomy there is just so funny. I'm sorry, the, the juxtaposition there is just hilarious uh, uh and then uh just uh, uh he's just he's worked in the industry for a long time and now he lives in stockholm uh sweden so that's fun another sweet well he's not swedish I, I think he's from the states but in any case uh yeah he'll be on the show on saturday and then on sunday we have uh we have controversy for breakfast which is a bluegrass uh, uh, like uh, think Hank three, but bluegrass, <laughs> uh, they're, they're pretty bad as, uh, this is a listener suggested band. So I'm pretty excited. And then Monday on the stream, I don't even know who's on the fucking stream. I, I didn't even look. So I'm just trying to get through this week. Uh, so, okay. So tune into the, the thing, uh, Friday on the podcast feed. We have Cat McDowell. So if you're just a subscriber here on the podcast feed, which I highly suggest you go subscribe or at least follow on Twitch, go make yourself a protile, protile, profile and get on Twitch because if you really like this show and you want to be a part of it, I suggest you go and get on Twitch and come ask questions. Be a part of the conversation. Tell me when I'm wrong. I need somebody there to be like, stop talking. You're wrong. <laughs> That's what I need. I need a, a whole chat full of people to be like, Mike, this is not the time for that. <laughs> um, the, the, the big, that's the thing about live streaming. It's like you got to choose your words a lot better. Here on the podcast, I can do a million passes, which I only do, I barely do two or three. <clears throat> but for these intros and outros where I'm just sort of free talking and, and just bullshitting here. But 
sometimes when I'm in that train of thought and I'm just sort of going down the rabbit hole, sometimes I'll forget what I'm talking about, what the original point was, or sometimes I'll start saying stuff that I don't even know why I'm saying it. It's like, this is stupid. Why would I say that? Or, or I'm just, I, 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 I'm just saying like horrible stuff, like stuff that I know that's incendiary that is unnecessary to put out into the fucking public for for forever until you know until the EMP goes off and and wipes out the whole power grid and all of the 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 cloud storage is wiped clean and we are all free of our storage past our stored past. Uh, anyways, see exactly this is what happens. See, I start doing that. I start doing that weird shit. See, what would happen there would be is like, yeah, because, you know, we're going to be uh, escaping our past when the EMP goes off because they got all of our stuff in storage and they're going to use it against us. As time goes on, people are just going to dig through your past and use every little thing against you. See, that's what happens. I start going on these stupid tangents and I forget where my original point was. And, and here we are. So uh, uh, on the live stream... <laughs> You can't do that, or you can, but you look like a jackass. <laughs> you look like you don't know what you're doing, and um, so it, it's just different. It's different. I it, I don't get to stop and rewind and and erase and edit. It's all just out there forever. Well, kind of forever. It it, it, it is. It is. Well, let's just face it. It's out there forever. Anything you say on the internet, anything you record on on the internet, is just. It's out there forever. Anyways, so that that that's about that's about it. I, I I've been so busy with all stuff, all the stuff that I haven't been paying attention really to the news. I haven't been paying attention to anything other than what I'm doing, what's in front of me. Uh, although I have been consuming a lot of Ready Player Two. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Ernest Klein's sequel to his uh, his New York Times bestseller, Ready Player One, had just been released in the last week or so. And uh, me and the wife, and even 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 the 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 son, sometimes will be listening. But he he is bored. He 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 needs constant. Anything. Yeah, the thing is, he'll listen for a long time. But uh, and, and he's into the story. He really. See, his mom really likes Ready Player One, and she listens to it constantly, so they, they'll listen to it a lot, and whatever. Anyways, it's it just, here we go. I'm going down these separate little side paths to get lost in the weeds and not know what the whole point was, but I, I do have the point. I remember the point, and the point is, I've been reading Ready Player Two, and it's been so fucking awesome. Uh, I just love the the. Uh, I mean, because there's definitely comments. It, it's cool because it takes place in the future, and so the the, the author is able to like comment on the stupid things we're doing now, sort of like social commenting on the stupid things we're doing now. That uh, leads to the hell hole that uh, that that our characters, our fictitious characters, are living in currently. And it's just it's such a great it's it's a great book because it sort of just picks up right where it left off of the first one. And when it first started, I was like, man, this seems like it's just gonna be a cheesy sort of I don't know. I, you know how sequels can be it's just like okay and then this happened oh and then guess who's back 
which there is definitely like guess who's back you know there's definitely that going on but it's it's pretty well done there's definitely like Neuralink references sort of things you know uh uh, Neuralink, if you're not familiar, is a a new technology that Elon Musk is behind that uh, links our brains directly to machines, which is just the beginning, right? Uh, and by actually embedding n nodes into your brain, so they're actually sticking needles into your brain to uh, tap into the, uh, the electrical impulses that naturally occur in our minds and to uh, funnel and siphon that information out into a machine very very cool very scary very interesting i mean it's just all of the things right so they're, they're definitely playing around with that with that concept and where that's going to lead and um, it's just really good it's just it's just like very it has that futuristic it has the uh, apocalyptic uh, uh, apocalyptic thing going on with it. It, it. it hits all the marks for me. As did the first one. The first one's incredible too. The movie's pretty good as well, but the books are just incredible. So that's what we're doing. That's about the only media I've been consuming other than uh, other than uh, Law and Order, <laughs> SVU, and uh, oh, I have been reading another book by while whilst reading uh play ready player two and by reading i mean listening because i'm not reading anything uh <laughs> which i need to i need to read i actually need to sit down and read a book because uh it, it i guarantee it'll help with like memory retention probably help with my poor grammar skills and spelling and all the things i used to read a lot when you're younger you get to read and you have that time when you're older you have a child who's constantly hungry and sick and 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 no he's not always sick yeah, that was that was just because he's he has a cold right now but it, you, you just constantly pulled in all these directions and reading just sort of becomes one of those fairy tale things like like sex and <laughs> and and alone time with with just you and your spouse or 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 just a moment of silence <laughs> it just becomes a fairy tale like the rest of them uh anyways we, <laughs> uh we've been yeah so I, i've been listening to books i've been listening to stonewall jackson it's called rebel yell it's another book by sc Gwynn who wrote the the rising damn it i need my phone I don't have it. Anyways, SC Gwynn. It's called Rebel Yell. It's about Stonewall Jackson. It's been, it's so good. It's so good. I love these old, I'm starting to, I've always wanted to get into like history books. And so when I read the book about black, what is it? The black moon rising, the rising of the black moon or some shit. Anyways, it's about like the Comanches, the rise and fall of the Comanches. And uh, it talks about like the, but that's, that's a different book. So the same author wrote another book about Stonewall Jackson. And I just love it because it's this, it's like it's totally the story of walter white right like walter white who starts out as mr chips and ends up as scarface which is directly quoting from uh, a uh, from an interview for from uh, the creators of breaking bad but what i love about it and it's not that stonewall jackson is bad and it's not like he's i mean it's a different it, it's it's not like he's a drug lord because he's definitely this very pious 
very religious zealot man who who believes that providence is carrying his wins and losses uh, on the battlefield and um you know he gives himself very little credit he, he he gives all the credit to god and gives himself very little credit but what i love about it is that he is this um he he's sort of this beat down guy this college professor who's sort of beat down like the students don't respect him his the faculty doesn't ex- uh, respect him you know when your own peers don't respect you going to work every day probably seems like it's a real drag so i mean the students used to call him tom fool um jackson like tom Fleury. so like they used to think he was incompetent he was stupid and and like in his middle age, you know, like in his middle thirties, so coming on middle age, uh, he, you know, he goes and becomes this general, and and he ends up becoming this very highly celebrated general. And what's so interesting about it is that it's like his whole life of mediocrity, and and just reading and just learning and and just being this quiet man who was very reserved but very pious and is it, and will let you know how he's feeling and and who is actually a very hard driving person who will drive his students hard who who um who uh you know who who doesn't care if you don't like him you know he's that kind of person that doesn't care if you like him or not and maybe he's kind of unaware of it because he's only in his own little world but what i love about it is that you have this path of 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 destiny right like he he rides as soon as he becomes a commander in in the in the confederate army his true like his true leadership comes out and he i mean he he's he's wild and he's hard to control and he just does whatever he wants but you know by the time you get a year into the war into the into the civil war people realize it's like oh this dude is fucking because he punishes his 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 uh his um subordinates harshly he, he was a harsh punishing punisher i guess uh you know he, he he pushed his his soldiers to the limit he would have these motherfuckers marching for 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 20 miles in 20 degree weather with some some of them don't have shoes they don't get meals you know what i mean like they he pushes hard and um but but for reasons and and so it, it's just it, it's really good and and I know what the outcome of the war is, and and I'm not celebrating, you know, the South or anything here, but it's it is very interesting to uh, read about it. I just love that path, that path of destinies that's revealed, like in the middle of one's life. You know, it's like sort of like Walter White, right? Like Walter White, even though Walter White had like that that invention of gray matter you know that he sort of got screwed out of he didn't screw he didn't get screwed out of it he screwed himself out of it but you know you have this middle-aged man who doesn't feel accomplished he's just some high school teacher who the students don't respect and his colleagues don't respect him but then he finds a reason a path a, a passion something that drives him to to unleash the actual the 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 beast inside the yeast has been activated right and the rise of the of the beast inside comes out and i just love that i love that idea and and it, it kind of because i'm approaching middle age and i'm hoping that maybe that will be my, <laughs> my path 
<laughs> Maybe I'll have a path of redemption in all those years that I wasted drinking and doing drugs will mean something and I'll come back, which which they do mean something. It's just and they were met, they, they were a lot of waste of time, but um, there, there's some meaning in that, and, and maybe it'll come out later. Anyways, let's uh, end this and uh, let, 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 let's get to work because there is a long week of shit. This is only Wednesday, folks. It's only hump day, baby. We got a whole another couple days of this week, so. Let's get to work, folks. Let's get to work and let's let let's let the middle of our life be the best part of our life. <laughs> That's so silly. Okay, guys, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I love you guys. Uh, again, we got Cat McDowell on uh, on the podcast feed on Friday, so stay tuned for that. All right, guys. Bye bye.